This episode of the Punk Rocket Show is brought to you by EpicMerchStore.com, a website offering tons of merch for more than 200 punk, ska, hardcore, and metal bands from all around the world for punk rockers from all around the world. Hello, my favorite punk rockers in the world. Welcome to the Punk Rocket Show, episode 9. My name is Emily Plamondon. I live in Quebec City, and I'm super happy to be your host. I have a lot of things for you today. On this episode, you're gonna hear the first part of the conversation I had with the drummer Mike Kembra from Dead by Stereo, The Adolescents, and Common War. We talked about how he got to play in all those bands, how he's dealing with this pandemic, and many other things. Also, I'm really happy to play a new song from Jagged's Revenge, and I'll make you a nice repunctmentation for a new band called Fire Sale. Let's go, guys! But let's talk about Epic Merch Store, our sponsor! I love band shirts so much! That's why I'm really happy about this partnership with EpicMerchStore.com. They have an impressive catalog of t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and kids' merch for more than 200 punk rock, ska, metal, and hardcore bands from all around the world. For example, you can find merch from bands like Mute, CF98, Jagged's Revenge, Much the Same, Down by Law, Big D and the Kids Table, Chaser, Voodoo Glow Skulls, Randy, Pulley, Darko, Veneria, and I think they just had it, Craig's brother on their list. What I like the most about Epic Merch Store is that they have exclusive designs and we can choose between many different colors and size. And they also offer flat rate shipping costs. Get your merch at epicmerchstore.com. Hello, punk rock girls and punk rock boys. How are you today? I am feeling so great. I'm recording this episode on Friday night. As usual, I'm enjoying a very nice cappuccino. I'm having some relaxing time talking to you guys. And I was looking forward to talk to you about my punk rock night last night. Because last week I was talking to you about how stressed I was to play a live virtual show with my band. So it was yesterday and it was so much fun. My friend Simon and I played acoustic punk rock covers for almost two hours in front of some cameras. The quality of the sound and images was so cool. I was super happy about that. I thought it would be a little awkward to play in front of... No one, except the technical team. But I was just so happy to hear our harmonies in the monitors and to sing in a mic. Ah, So it didn't feel awkward, except maybe when I was making some puns about bands and beer. (laughs) And nobody was really laughing. I hope they were laughing in the virtual crowd on Facebook. (laughs) Because we were playing in a very nice microbrewery called Ralbock. And I made some puns related to beer and the band names I was playing. (laughs) For example, I was like, okay, so now you're gonna hear a song from a very nice band called Lager Wagon (laughs) or IPA Anywise. Or like, okay, we're gonna play a song from Mill and Colin. It's called Pint Gwens and Polar Beers. You serious? You know, that kind of very funny stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's not my fault, okay? My grandpa used to do puns all the time. 
my mom and my dad too. So I think I have uh, this very useless talent in my genes. <laughs> But anyway, it was just a perfect night. It was also amazing to be back on the road trip with my friend, listening to some Streetline Manifesto in the car. Yeah, last night just completely filled me with joy and hope. And I'm gonna need this a lot because COVID cases increased dramatically in Quebec City in the last few days. We have a very bad variant now. So we're back to a total lockdown. Fuck that. And it sucks. And guys, I don't know where you are on this planet, but please, please, please stay safe. Okay, I want to listen to some music now. My good friend Anthony from People of Punk Rock sent me a new song from Jack and Revenge called American Gesture. It's the first song they released and recorded in more than 20 years. That's just crazy, right? And this is a very great punk hardcore song. Welcome back, Jack and Revenge! <laughs> gentlemen i can't wait to see them play live i was supposed to see them in 2020 at the red bridge festival i was also supposed to see them in 2021 <laughs> at the red bridge festival but i'm supposed to see them in 2022 at the red bridge festival <laughs> Interview. and now it's the time to listen to the chat i had with mike camera from dead by stereo the adolescence and common war We talked about his pandemic life. I'm always curious to know about how musicians and touring bands are dealing with that kind of shit. <laughs> we also talked about how we got to play in those bands. I think it's pretty impressive. And about many, many other things like drummings, his music influences, and many other stuff. Let's listen to the first part of this conversation and I'll be back after for some punk rock news and for a very nice repunkmendation. So I'm super happy to, to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much. 
I wish we could have had this conversation in real person because we were supposed to meet like, I think it was September 2020. No, before that, April, you were supposed to play with Dead by Stereo and strung out. Yeah, that, yeah, we are very bummed that didn't end up happening. That would have been a very fun tour. And at the time I was like, oh, we should meet and get a coffee and I'm going to bring my mic and we could just have an interview for my radio show. It was before I started this podcast, but I was like, oh, it could be great, but uh, it didn't happen. So, But Zoom is fine too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Whenever it can work seems like to be the, uh, the answer for a lot of things You know, nowadays is whenever it can happen. Yeah. So where you are know? you now? I think you just bought a new house. Are you still in California? Yeah, I'm in California. Well, I, I bought a house to kind of, you know, to fix up and kind of have a little weekend spot out in the desert in 29 Palms. So I live in Orange County, but it's near impossible for a lot of us to buy a house out in Orange County because yeah. it's really expensive. So I, you know, wanted to do something, so I went to the desert for that in 29 Palms. Oh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> so you, you spend some time, you spend some time doing some work in that house. Must be fun, must be like... Yeah, still doing a lot of it, actually, um, where it's like the place is kind of a mess. I knocked out a bunch of walls and just kind of like, I'm not extremely savvy in construction. So for me, it's kind of like learning as I go. You know, if I have someone out there, my buddy, Jay, mm -hmm. but besides that, if I don't know how to do something, I have to look it up on YouTube and figure it out or <laughs> my buddy. Yeah. Oh, so. construction tutorials on YouTube. That's great. Yeah, that or just what a friend tells me, hey, do this, do that. All right, cool. I'll do that. So it's been a learning experience. It's been really fun. Yeah. You know? And I wanted, kind of yeah, I wanted to know because uh, I really like to follow you on Instagram and social media because when there's no pandemic, I really like to see how much you tour. You're always on tour in my perspective. So I think it must be hard right now with everything canceled. It's been a big change, you know, it's like, it, it's been rough on one end, on a very big end, it's been rough, but on another end, I think a lot of people, you know, we have to look at it as positive as we can, mm -hmm. and I think the aspect of it I can take positively is it's forced me to do other things, and it's kind of, it's forced a lot of musicians to kind of rethink what they do, mm. get new hobbies, new business moves, whatever, just new things you kind of want to put your time to, because you can't put your time into touring, and there's only so many live shows certain bands can do and yeah. it's hard to release during this time because it's kind of a weird moment you want to tour off music you put out and because that's not possible it's it's made a lot of bands question do we want to put stuff out right now or yeah. do we want to wait something happens so it's, it's been a very weird time where we've had to adapt but you know for the most part i think most bands are adapting you know and trying to figure it out and Hopefully they make it through to the other side of it, you know? Mm -hmm. What did you have to cancel? I, I was talking about that tour with Strung Out, but what else? <laughs> like, because it's been a year, so. I mean, there was like, so Death by Stereo had that with Strung Out. We had some stuff like a bunch of good riddance we were supposed to do that, that mm -hmm. you know, ended up being canceled. We had a few shows in Japan with Strung Out oh. that got canceled. A potential Australian tour canceled, ah. and then adolescent the same thing. Adolescent, you know, had a handful of shows, uh, some like shorter touring with uh, the Circle Group that oh. I was looking forward to. That got canceled, and a handful of other shows. So it's just 
it was crazy. A lot of my friends say the same thing that 2020 was supposed to be a, a pretty nuts year for a lot of bands. For me, it was going to be probably one of my busiest tour years I've ever had. And I have a lot of friends that said the yeah. same thing and went from like this, this really glorious looking year to just shit hitting the fan and then just one thing after another that started happening. And At first, we thought it would last like two months. <laughs> I was really naive. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, for a couple of months, uh, I'll be watching virtual shows and I'll host my radio show from my house. It's fine. But no, <laughs> just never stopped. Um, yeah, I think for some people, I think especially musicians, like, it was kind of funny to me because a lot of us, a lot of people I know, you know, you make up reasons why you can't go out. Like, oh, you know, I don't know what to say. I don't want to go do this or do that. And, you know, we've kind of like, joked and prided about the want to stay at home and watch Netflix and just relax. And when this happened, it really forced us to do that. And then everyone starts yeah. complaining that yeah. I realized, I think, you know, we took a lot of things for granted that we had, as totally. ideas, especially me in Southern California. It's like Orange County in LA. seems like there's always, it's LA specifically, there's always something to do. If you wanted to go do something any night of the week, there's a few things you really probably could do. And, From that to just society shut down, fucking crazy. Yeah. You know? But I think it was interesting when you said that we have to learn new things. That's what saved my mental health, personally. Like, I get back to, to play piano. I've been, I, I, stopped, I stopped for like 20 years. <laughs> I just like, okay, I'm stressed and I can't go to shows. I can't make shows. So I'm going to buy a piano. I'm going to learn how to record stuff. And just, I needed my head to be busy. So for you, it's like, okay, cons uh, home construction and what else? Actually, you're right. I mean, for me, like, I think two of, the, two of the best things I learned during this was, I mean, I wouldn't say I learned home construction. I'd say I'm more learning as I go at the moment. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. Very, a very useful thing I learned was how to, like, just do little home recordings so I could demo songs mm. out. I've never been able to do before this. So for me, being a, being a drummer and, like, most all the bands I play in, if I wanted to, like, write a part or submit a part or show someone, hey, this would be cool. You know, you literally have to ask your guitar players to learn this, ask your bass player to learn this. And it's kind of a hard process to go, you know, no one really, it's like, oh yeah, cake or whatever. But it's given me the ability to be able to track and record full songs by myself and wow. show people. And it, was, it, it worked really good and actually kind of, It springboarded me into being able to do a side project that I've been wanting to do. And my, my goal is to do a few of them. And I want to release certain things over, you know, an amount of time. Nothing crazy. No, but, just, but it's fun. Yeah, a few projects, you know, in the works right now. So it, it's led me to be able to do that, which has been really cool. When can we hear that? Uh, well, it's, it's been taking like, quite a while, you know, life's crazy. So hopefully uh, I have a project right now. This is kind of the first time I've ever talked about it, to be honest with you, but it's called Visions of Torture. Oh. And yeah, it's, it's a thing. I kind of just wanted to write some kind of hardcore punk, you know, just mm -hmm. myself and, you know, give myself a chance to do it without really many people's input. And then I kind of decided I didn't want to do everything in it. And was talking to Austin from a, a local band out here called Skullcrack that's done some pretty cool things. And dude, the dude's just fucking just mind-blowing uh, when it comes to it. So 
he was stoked on it and wanted to play drums on it. So I got him to drum on it. And then during tracking and recording this, uh, we were figuring out bass players and my buddy Derek Envy, oh. uh, who plays a Red City Radio, he oh, yeah. was to like to play on it. And yeah, it's kind of cool the support I've been getting. It just kind of started this little home project. And then, you know, my buddy Jay at Street Jacket Studios in Fullerton, he said he'd be down to record it. So it kind of got a little more real as we go. And we're almost done recording everything. We have like one more song to do vocally. Wow. Because every song is going to have a different singer. That was like my kind of, my goal was to kind of take that mentality of hip hop where you have a lot of guests, you know, you have a lot oh, of friends nice. that come in on it. I like that. Yeah. But that's kind of the thing. Every song is going to be a different singer. Um, so I'm really stoked to just, you know, I want to do a song a month, release it, just kind of for the fuck of it. You know? Yeah, that's another another good way to cope with <laughs> pandemic, <laughs> starting a new project. But I want to rewind your life a little, if I can say that. I, well, yeah, rewind your life, because I don't know much about your journey with music. So how did you start and how did you get to play with those amazing bands like Adolescence, Dead by Stereo? Talk to me about your life. <laughs> Yeah, I played for a while, you know, I started when I was a little kid, my older brother, he actually kind of got me into punk rock, like the first albums I listened to were mm -hmm. Propagandi, Lagwagon, you know, like Duh and Trash, and like Let's Talk More Rock and, yeah. and everything, and out. so I kind of grew up with those bands in mind, I kind of learned drums from most of those records, and just played in bands growing up, all through high school, and graduated high school, I ended up moving around, I moved to Nashville, Tennessee for like a year of my life. Mm. Joined a band, kind of got away from the punk scene, and then I moved to Humboldt up in the woods and to hang out with some friends. And I kind of escaped the punk scene for a while and didn't really do anything. And I had some buddies that one night, really late, I was uh, had my face in a bong, and I had a few mm. friends that were like, "Yo, this band needs a drum. They're looking for drummers. You gotta, you gotta move back, and, and you know, you gotta get back to the fucking scene." And that ended up being a band I played in for a few years called Cry Addict. That was like a local Southern California band. Mm. And from there, I kind of just, just meeting people, you know, it's like one thing leads to another. Mm -hmm. And through doing that, we were playing with a band called Skyline Collapse. And the guitar player of Skyline Collapse is JP, who's also in Death Stereo oh, and, okay. you know, Commodore as well. So just through knowing him, eventually uh, they were auditioning for a drummer. And he kind of gave me the, the word and I started learning songs and... One thing led to another, and then I'm touring with them at Agnostic Front on my first tour nice. with them, and that worked out, and through another series of that same kind of idea of just one step leads to another, um, that led me to meet Steve Soto of Adolescence, mm. and through playing one show as a fill-in, I ended up getting asked to go on a few tours, and then that led to doing an album and getting asked to join the band, so it's just kind of a process of just taking offers as I go, just trying to do whatever I can. And I feel like that's the best way for me, at least just one thing leads to another. Yeah. I like that. How was it? Because I, I mean, Dead by Stereo is a pretty great band, but Adolescence is kind of legendary. So how did you feel when you like, when they asked you? I mean, to be honest, they both kind of have the same like vibe for me. I mean, when I, when I got to audition Dead by Stereo, it was kind of like the first time I had ever like, tried out or audition yeah. for a band that was being, you know, wow. quite a few things at that point. I just, just done a bunch of local stuff at that point, but 
So even then, I was a fan of Death by Fear before I got in it. And That's it was great. really cool. Went from like, you know, never doing like, I'd done semi, you know, semi-national tours, like, I don't know, one to two week tours with bands and stuff like that. But never kind of the two kind of tour I did with Death by Stereo, which the first show I played with them was the first day on a tour with Ignacio Front. And I was like, you know, just getting kicked yeah. into the, you know, pretty quick. So it was cool. It was really, really fucking, you know, a good experience to start doing that. Something that I'd always wanted to do my whole life. And, you know, you always kind of think like, you'd be really cool to do these kind of things. But, be, you know, in the back of my head, I've kind of always had, I've always had this mentality of like, hope for the best, but expect the worst. Yeah. You're never <laughs> I'm totally like this, too. That's my mindset, too. <laughs> you know, just like, I hate getting myself bummed out on something I think is going to happen. So I kind of always expect the worst, but I kind of shoot, you know, I want to try to do as much as I can. So I shoot for the best. And when it actually pans out and it works, it's a cool feeling. So, you know, like seeing myself on that tour was really fun. It was kind of a trip, you know, it was a little dream for me to kind of come true at that point. Wow. And you toured a lot, like everywhere with both bands in Common War. Yeah. And it's like playing in both adolescents and death by stereo. It, it's quite a, it was quite a workload for a long time, you know, to the point where luckily the dudes in Death by Stereo are all amazingly fun to be in a band with. And we're all kind of on the same page between members of Death by Stereo. There's got to be a thousand bands, like everyone in Death yeah. by Stereo is in multiple yeah. So we all really like to help each other out. If someone double books themselves and they, you know, you kind of have to take the, the other tour. Everyone Death by Stereo is really cool with being like, no worries, go do what you got to do. You know, we'll get a fill-in. Mm -hmm. We're all really good friends. So it's, it's been very helpful to kind of be in a group of, you know, with a band like that. There's not a lot of bands that would be cool with members being in like three to four other bands, you know. So it's been kind of cool like that. That must be complicated sometimes, though, <laughs> a little. <laughs> very complicated, but I think that kind of comes with the territory. I think, like, it's, it's chaotic, but... When is being in a punk rock band not chaotic, or when is it not supposed totally. to be? I think that's kind of it. Kind of feeds the lifestyle, which is fun. I like that lifestyle. I like the kind of chaos, the figure it out as you go kind of thing. Like I, I've always kind of felt that I work best under pressure, and I work ah. best kind of like. I think that's why I, uh, you know I procrastinate quite a bit on certain things because <laughs> when it comes down to the wire and you got to finish it now, it's like. I'll pull it together a lot of the times and it's kind of, it's fun. I think, you know, it's like little, yeah. you have to, you have to, something, you know, it's kind of fun. That, that's why I, first I asked you if you, uh, how you were, you were doing without touring. Cause I know I, I talked to a lot of musicians who, who tour a lot and they all tell me that they are addicted to that lifestyle. And it's, so when it stopped brutally, it's kind of hard, like in the brain, the endorphine, endorphins, And our fines. <laughs> yeah, no, I have to be, yeah. Like, you know, you get, like, you get really used to a certain lifestyle. And it's, you know, when it's kind of abruptly shut down, you, you know, like you said before, mm -hmm. you know, we all thought it was going to be a month or something like that. And then two months, and then four months. And then I was like, you know, six months and then a year. And, you know, yeah. we're, we just hit for what, a month ago or something like that. So, You know, no one was ready for it. It, it. it was such an abrupt thing that it's a really kind of, it's a weird lifestyle change. And I think for a lot of people, especially a lot of creatives, you know, 
most, a lot of us are introverts, even though we lead a very extroverted lifestyle. Totally. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a weird thing, but I think that's the kind of the one thing that's led a lot of musicians and artists kind of be, you know, social and socialize and shit like that. Because the scene that we do it in, it, it's, you feel like you're around your good friends, even if you don't really know a lot of the people. Mm-hmm. You're still in the same, same mindset. So it's been a, a, a big shift. This is the longest time I've been home in like 11 or 12 years. So it's crazy. Oh yeah, totally. But you still released like uh, some new material with Dead by Stereo. You released a very great new album. I think it was a few months ago. When exactly? I don't. Uh, this summer? Last summer? Uh, yeah, yeah. We definitely released an album uh, last year, and yeah. for stoked. We we had to push it back a bit. We were going to release it earlier because we had, we had a bunch of touring we we're going to do with it. Yeah, sure. And since that, it kind of made us kind of rethink when we we're going to release it and you know we're bummed we couldn't tour off it but you know we still got to you know we still got to put it out did a few videos with it and we're pretty stoked that like people liked it and we as a band are very stoked about it too i'm pretty pumped on it but you know drumming on that record was really fun i feel like i got yeah. to kind of just go song. so you know it was, it was cool that we were able to put it out And, you know, I, I think most fans are still trying to stay busy. It's just, especially for the first little bit, motivation was really hard. You know, I think a lot of, a lot of musicians just had no motivation because it just it was rough. And, yeah, I think it's hard to release an album when you can't tour about it after. But for the fans and the punk rockers, it really helped to still have new albums coming during this time. So, yeah, I think it was a good move. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of bands that put out a lot of really good stuff too. You know, like there's a lot of a lot of really good projects put out. So you know, and even if it, I think it might uh, this might help change the game a little bit on like you know not having to put out full albums all the time. You know, like putting out singles here and there, kind of releasing staggering releases. You know, like you have an album with material that you put it over, put it out over a certain amount of time. And I think that's kind of a cool format that other genres of music have been doing for a while. I mean, you look at hip-hop artists, you know, they've had a formula for a while that's been kind of cool, you know. It's, mm-hmm. I think people's attention span have waned quite a bit oh, yeah. know, in the last however many years. But it's like, release a record at the full length of, I don't know, 12 songs of like 45 mm-hmm. minutes worth of material and hope that a kid can sit there and listen to it all in one or when their, their drive is long enough. Because I think most people listen to a lot of music on their driving now or release one song at a time. Mm-hmm. And you know they're going to start to finish, and I, you know, I think the ability to kind of get your message across is a little easier that way right now. Yeah, and adolescence too. You released a new album too a few months ago. Yeah, a cover, a cover album. Yeah, a cover album. Yeah, and so we're pretty stoked actually. It was cool. Cleopatra asked us to do that, and we went for it. And I, I it was kind of fun because. Uh, the collection of songs we chose that were kind of eclectic and kind of weirdo songs, even from bands that aren't necessarily weirdo bands. It's like, we tried to not do the most popular songs. I n- honestly, I didn't know most of them because it's my punk rock shadow. <laughs> you know, it's the, the, the era that I didn't listen a lot to. So I think it was interesting for this reason. I mean, you know, the guys in adolescence, you know, they're a little, you know, a little bit older in that sense, or the bands that they grew up listening to, I think we're probably different than the bands you and I grew up listening to, and like, 
I think it shows on that record. You know, a lot of the picks were some of their favorite songs or whatever, you know, from back in that time. So it's like, it was kind of cool to get, you know, be able to play it. And then we even had a few things we did that were bands from overseas that a lot of Americans probably didn't know about. So it was fun, you know, it was really fun. And I think that how we attacked the recording is we just kind of went in it. And I mean, we were prepared to an extent, but it was also kind of just like going and rip the songs you know, do it kind of how we as a band would do songs. And I'm pretty stoked. And I think we achieved that. It, it still sounds like that adolescence, but sure. You know, adolescence. and we got to, you know, do a few like songs, of our friends, bands, like the Dickies. That was really cool. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, great. I wanted to talk to you also about your clothes company. I see some posts about it, and yeah, can you talk to me about it? It's uh, I really like the clothes. It's great designs, and it seems to be like you always release new stuff, so keeps you busy too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, during this, so we're we're a company called Learn to Forget, and we kind of started super DIY between me and my buddy Riley. Um, he plays in a band called Night Versus, which is like a mind-blowingly technical, but really groovy kind of, they're hard to explain, you know? I guess you got to check them out. They're called Night Versus. Yeah, and they have some of the most fucking futuristic music, you know? Uh, they're one of my favorite bands right now. And, you know, so him being creative and everything too, he's in the band scene as well. So I think the reason we've been putting out a lot of content lately is Riley, he was also co-founder, co-owner, and uh, the artist director of the, of the oh. clothing company. He's been just coming out with design after design after design because, you know, what else can he do right now? Yeah. You know, so he's a lot on Learn to Forget, and he'll send me new, new designs every day. It's, it's crazy the amount of content that guy makes right now. He's just, he's not stop. He's a workhorse. So I think... COVID has given us a chance to kind of do that a little bit, <clears throat> a little bit harder than we had in the past, especially, you know, we're used to doing like trade shows and shit like that. So the time off from all of that, those aren't happening either. You know, you have like digital trade shows, but it's kind of funny. So it's like, yeah, it, it's been a lot of time to create a lot of new material, you know, and it's showing because he's coming out with new designs like every other day, I think it's pretty cool. But you were stoked, you know, it's, it's kind of like, in the beginning kind of hurt us because, you know, a lot of stores don't really have the budget to pick mm -hmm. up all, all the brands that they, you know, once were, especially brands like us, which, you know, we've been doing really good, but, you know, I don't know, we're not a massively huge brand and we're not a huge company. It's still just the two of us. So mm -hmm. what was kind of cool was not having a few of like the cut, like the shops get in order for a while. I think allowed a lot of the people that had found out about us through those companies they had to go straight to us. So when we released uh, this, the newest season that we had when the pandemic started, it kind of directed them to us personally. So it's been kind of cool to see that. I think we saw a massive influx in people and support to us, aside from to us through another company, you know? So it's kind of cool. Yeah, and I love the colors. It's super colorful. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, we tried to kind of like do different things. We started out doing a lot of black and white kind of punk rocker shit. Like we, we kind of attacked the company like a band. You know, we do like like band merch. You know, that's, that's all we knew. You know, I mean, we're band dudes, and like it worked. And then with everything you do, just like bands that change, 
mm-hmm. everything you experience you know kind of re-motivates you and changes your interest and shit so you know design is no different than music so you know yeah. oh, my partner riley has just been he gets motivated by new things all the time and you know tries to stay very conscious and aware of what's going on in society so it's, it's caused us to kind of update ourselves over and over and over and kind of try to reinvent ourselves yeah and is it uh does it take a lot of your time uh beside music or it's just like you you work on this company like part-time and between tours it depends on kind of what's going on like when society was a little you know more normal uh, we both be quite busy today, doing a lot of things like trade shows and shit like that and this and that and traveling and doing events now that that stopped there's you know there's a lot of time going into it still it's just the dimension of what's going on is quite a lot different you know a lot of the work is getting done by my partner at home doing design work because you can't really do that much together you know mm-hmm. we're, we're we're both pretty cautious about COVID. you know we're definitely not the ones that don't see it exist so yeah. you know we, we haven't seen each other as much over the course of been going on but you know try to stay as productive as possible to spread the word and keep putting new stuff up yeah do you ship worldwide Yeah, yeah, we ship oh. international, and so do another other account. You know, like other stores that carry us do as well. I mean, we've been lucky enough to get in some overseas stores. Like, oh. you know, we're in Japan. Oh. You know, we're even in the middle. We have a, a company that carries us in Saudi Arabia, which is really crazy. And like, you know, we're being held in Zoomies and Dolls Kill and Urban Outfitters, which they, you know, they ship internationally as well. So it's been it's been pretty bizarre. You know, it's been pretty crazy that we've actually ended up. Being able to do what we've been doing lately, and yeah, yeah, so. Are you ready for some listeners' questions? I got yeah, a, go for it. A few very interesting. Okay, someone asked, uh, "How much do you love metal music?" <laughs> oh, metal! Yeah, metal. metal. I love <laughs> yeah, I love metal. Yeah. I mean, it's like that's been one of the, the more fun parts about playing with Def Leppard stereo was like. I'm a punker, you know, like as, as far as growing up drum-wise, I mean, I, I pretty much grew up idolizing Josh Freese, you know, and like, you know, Derek from Lagwagon, you know, rest in peace. But you know, a lot of those drummers were like who I looked up to growing up. Um, but, you know, the older I got, a little more into the genre I would get. But Death by Stereo was really the first band that I had to learn metal parts. You know, we're not a metal band, but we play metal. You know, oh, we, like, definitely, you know not- we definitely hear some influences. This is pretty obvious. Yeah. 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 And, you know, metal, it's, it's crazy how people who are into metal realize the technicality and how hard it is to play it. But if someone doesn't like heavy or aggressive music, they just hear fucking noise coming from a lot of metal when really it's like, it's some of the most technical music you can play. It's hard. It's crazy. It's like classical music for fucking drunk assholes, you know? Yeah. So you love metal, fine. <laughs> um, me and me and JP of Copper uh, of Death by Stereo. You know, we have another band called Common War, and it's more yeah, on that side. It's more sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so it's I, I'm not. It's kind of funny though because I'm not that much of a metal drummer, so I attack it still kind of as like a punk rock, you know, hardcore drummer. So I think it's made it really fun. You know, a little different. Hmm. Speaking of drums, the next que- next question is about drumming. Uh, he wants to know what band challenges you the most about drumming and how different you play with 
every band. We can hear the difference, but for you, how is I, that? I think that was stereo because that by stereo oh, yeah. when I joined up stereo. I mean, I'm not the first drummer by any means, so you know they have a pedigree of a long list of drummers that were mm -hmm. really good, and, and not only were they all really good, but they're all really different. So for me. I've had to come in and learn four to five different drummers worth of material before my own that all have ridiculously different styles. So <laughs> it was really tough at the beginning. I mean, you know, I'll just name them all off. You know, Jared Alexander, the first drummer, is the guy is the machine. You know, now it's a Tim Bender, it's a Todd, mm -hmm. you know, to everyone. It's like, they have a lot of drummers that, that are all really, really good. So it's been, it was hard to kind of, have to fit in with everyone's style. But I think that helped me more than anything in my life because it made me get better at things I normally would have done. Yeah. So I think it's really cool. I think Death by Stereo definitely challenges me on that end more than anything else I've played. You just listened to the first part of the interview. Next week, we'll talk about the loss of Steve Soto. Of course, I think it's a very important topic. We also talked about touring the world, about Mike's favorite touring food, beer, and we also talked a lot about Putin. <laughs> But now I'm in the mood to listen to some great music again. You might have seen this new band called Fire Sale on social medias recently. I talked to you about them a few weeks ago on this podcast. So it's an all-star band with Chris Sweeney from The Adderis. And he is also the host of one of my favorite podcasts called That One Time on Tour. The band also includes Matt Riddle from No Use for a Name and Face to Face, of course. And Tim McMiller from Protest the Hero, Tucker Rule from Thursday and Pedro Ada from Fun Size and Anne Beretta. They just released a new song called Dark Arts. The song is great. I love the riffs, the catchy chorus. The song is punk rock, but the chorus definitely made me think about some pop punk bands. I also love the production of the song too, the vocals, everything. We definitely want more of these. Oh, and also check the really beautiful music video they made for this song. It's just amazing. Let's go fire sale!
I love this so much. And now it's time for punk rock news with Emily Plamondon. Ross Rankin from Good Riddance will release a solo EP next fall. It's gonna have four songs on the digital release and three on the 7-inch. That's not fair. I want all the songs on the 7-inch. <laughs> But I can't wait to hear that for sure. I'm also really happy to see on punknews.org that the band The Drowns are working on some new material right now. Same thing for A Vulture Wake, and I can't wait about that. I love this band too. Also, Chris the Makes from Less Than Jake, Ian, Grushka from Newfound Glory, Stuart Ross from Comeback Kid, Darren Pfeiffer from Goldfinger, and Mikey Harden from Fairmounts. I've covered a song from Green Day. The song is J-A-R. Oh, and by the way, I'm trying to set an interview with Darren very soon. I can't wait. Also, Chris Bully from the Presidents of the United States of America and Punk Rock Karaoke have released a new quarantine cover for the song Why? Riot by The Clash. And finally, you definitely have to check the new music video from Sincere Engineer. I really love this band. And they made a video for the song Out of Reach. The episode is already over. Oh no. Thank you so much, guys, for showing up today. I really appreciate it. If you want to support the podcast, please subscribe and share it to all your punk rock friends. You can also follow me on social media, Instagram and Facebook. Look for Punk Rocket. I really love to talk to you about music every day because you are an amazing crowd, very respectful, very fun. On the next episode, you're going to hear the second part of the chat I had with my camera. I'm going to make you also some other punk foundation. Thank you to Scott Alquist for his help with the production of the show, with the jingles, with the edits. Thank you so much to our sponsor, EpicMerchStore.com. Bunk your life and see you next week. <laughs>